So you've been, Adventure Theater has been really trying to do so many things. And obviously, like, this is what you and I have been talking about doing something, which we'll talk about to the public later. But you guys have really been trying since the jump, even with, like, Leon's dad jokes, to do some kind of online outreach during this period of, of please stay at home and don't come to the theater. Yeah. Uh, which has been really proactive initially. Why, why did you get so proactive so quickly? I guess would be my, my first question. Well, um... There's a difference between our theater and most other theater companies in that uh, we're not battling for the same kind of attention span mm-hmm. um, with uh, with uh, with adults, especially the typical theater goers. You know, who are of a certain age, they don't have the same stresses of time to them, and so we're battling a lot of parents who have such a limited bandwidth for things. And so we, we knew that we had to approach it in ways of, of giving short gifts that they could just kind of click onto and activate themselves and just kind of be reminded of the silliness of the situation. And then we needed to figure out how to activate both the, the you know, the, the multi-generation idea, the, both, the, the, both the parents and the kids. And then we also thought about like, how do we make this personal? So, uh, you know, Leon's dad jokes became a perfect example of that. It's super <laughs> personal. We all get a sense of who he is. We know who he is. And we also know that he, he kind of does this stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, what happened is that it becomes like 30 seconds to a minute of just silliness and joy. Um, and, you know, it, it, what it spoke to is um, the, the philosophy of the company mm-hmm. and what we want to bring uh, and like, how do we stay true to that through this digital process, mm-hmm. right? And but it's still not being theatrical, right? That's the hard part. Is that how do we still make it feel kind of theatrical? Um, and that's that's something that we haven't really been able to like put together yet necessarily in a in a cohesive way. Sure. But but we are staying true to who we are. And mm-hmm. this. Yeah, I don't think anyone's figured out how to make it fully theatrical yet. It, 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 it's definitely something everyone's kind of striving for. And as, as I said before, it, like earlier when we were talking, it's that we're building this plane as we're flying it. So it is this sort of, we're just, tr- we're all figuring it out together. The audience, the producers, the creators, we're all figuring out what this, this world is and trying to build it something that is good and lasting but still hopefully temporary. So it, it has sort of this, it, but it's a weird way to approach something where you're just like, well, this is what we'll do. And it'll take, but we don't want to figure out, like spend too much time figuring out how to do it because this won't be how we live our whole lives, but this is going to be our lives for the, for the foreseeable future. So we do want to spend some time on it. It's just, it's, it, it, there's nothing about this that doesn't mess with your head. You well, the, the thing is, it, the smart companies learn how to use this and then apply it to their future. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're never going to take away from the one-on-one intense human relationship you need in a live contact. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody's fear is that we're going to diminish that. And and I'm sorry, that will never go away. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I I don't know how to explain to people that once you get that one-on-one contact, 
you, you have, there's a clear difference between what that is and what digital is. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I'm trying to explain to people is your live theater will still exist. What you need this, this digital stuff to do is actually support it in a way that is smarter, that is more efficient, and actually activates the live part in ways that it never did before. Mm-hmm. You know, because people, you cannot show examples of, of live through digital, but you can at least show them essences of it. How do we then? How do we do that? Because if we can do that, then we're, what we're doing is we're, we're preparing our audiences for that intense relationship in such a way that that when they walk out of it, it is that much more powerful, right? It lasts longer, mm-hmm. um, including stuff that we do for them afterwards. So how, what do we do? And I think people just forget that that you know we can keep talking about this, but it's never going to diminish the one-on-one experience. However, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what you can do is make it feel like it's easier to do the digital. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Like that's, the, that's the legitimate fear that you should have, is that it becomes easier to have interaction through digital. But no one's, nothing's going to ever replace the intense one-on-one reaction of a live experience. Well, and I think that once this is over, people will want it in a way that they have not wanted it before. I mean, I think it's very telling that sort of, you know, Nintendo released Animal Crossing and it's taken over the world, which is a game that is about going outside and interacting with people. Like that's basically what the whole game is. And that's what people are are flocking to, not only because it's Nintendo and it's new, like obviously people were looking forward to new Animal Crossing anyway, but it is, it replicates the very thing we're missing right now and does it in a pleasant, quiet, organic way. And that's the, that's the media that people are grabbing to is what simulates the thing we don't have. And so I think when we get it back, there will be a real sense of, you know, once things stabilize again, of going like, yeah, I wanna go outside and see things with people. I wanna experience group activities again. And hopefully we've used these times to educate people and, and how theater is great and that there are great theaters in their community and they should go check them out every now and again. And Wouldn't I don't think we like? should be afraid of comparing ourselves to those games. I don't think we should be oh, afraid sure. of any of that. I think mm-hmm. what, what I'm feeling is, and, and look, I, let's be clear that the technology, the knowledge of the technology within theater is really nominal compared yeah. to you. Like, you know, I think just because of you and I, we have digital media experience. Uh, we the fear of what that could be isn't mm-hmm. the same because we know that it never captures the live experience, right? right. So I, I think how we apply those rules in digital and then use that to support live, you know, it's like, what, what a great way. Like, let's say we figure out a way that that game, we can set up, a, a, you know, an event in that game where people can come to the theater and experience some of it that way. And, you know, like... A prime example is um, when Marvel started rolling out their sneak peek and behind the scenes and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? There was a huge fear from the, from the writers and the creatives of like, oh my God, they're going to leak out secrets and, you know, we don't want people to anticipate the storyline. And, and what it actually did was it gave them opportunities to do like really cool, like false storylines. But it, but it got them to know and love these characters and so that there are things that they didn't need to do in the movie because it was right. already filled in with some of these sneak peeks. Or 
what it did was made the experience even more intense because they're they're now connected to the story in a way that they never would have been before. It's not just a surprise. The whole story is not a surprise, right? Right. And and I think there are ways for us to do that here. Because think about this. New works is the hardest piece to sell in theater, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So how do we then tap into this knowledge-based source so that when people come in, it doesn't feel new necessarily, at least mm -hmm. the characters don't, but the story still does feel new. And if we can do that, man, we're going to change the way people appreciate theater, not in the way we're telling it, but in the way we prepare audiences to get there. No, I think it's, I think it's, it, it's, it's a, every, every difficulty is an opportunity and, and it, this is, this is a tricky one, especially for, for so, so many, many reasons, but there's so much opportunity here because we know where the audience is. <laughs> They're at home <laughs> and you're not trying to get them to leave their home. Quite the opposite. You're trying to get them to stay home, which is ironic for, for people in what you and I do, but it is the opportunity to find them where they live and go, no, you can experience, you know, once you've finished watching Tiger King, come on down and see what we're doing. Um, and then we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep bringing it back and keeping those, you know, our writers, our, our directors, our actors engaged yeah. through this and, and working and creating new material. And yeah, let's just keep, let's keep doing it. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's a, that's the thing too, is that is, you know, this isn't going to be squeezed in and we're not going to force a discovery, right? That's mm -hmm. not the way these things function is that someone's going to look out and see something and go, Oh, this kind of worked. Mm -hmm. And somebody else is going to see that and then build on it. Well, it's just that we forget that um, uh, that a lot of these discoveries happen in an in an ecosystem or an environment where people are pushing each other to do this, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Not just like somebody in the ether sitting in a in a room somewhere and an apple drops on their head. And I think this moment is a really important communal activity for innovation, like and. Theaters better get on board. You better get smart on this, or we are going to lose. We're mm -hmm. going to lose audiences if we don't get smart. Yeah, right? it's very true. You got to hold your ground in some way. Yeah. And yeah. it isn't that it isn't that the power of individual, uh, you know, the, the incredible power of one on one interaction is going to diminish. It isn't that. It's that we're not going to that we we lose the power of connecting to people to get them to the theater. Mm -hmm. Because most of our battle is getting them to this theater. Once they get here, we know we've got them. You have to get smarter. So how do we do that? Well, we're figuring it out. We're building the plane <laughs> as we fly it. That's the, that's the whole bit, man. That's the whole bit. Yeah, let's just jo hope it's a, uh, a sleek, um, you know, air jet. As a oh, it's a great, it's a Cessna. It's a quality, <laughs> it's a quality plane we're building. I swear, I swear it is. Go!